Oh Almighty Lord, at the end of millennium, this planet Earth, which is the source of all kinds of herbs, drugs, and trees, was inundated by water and drowned beneath the devastating waves. At that time, you protected me along with the earth and roamed the sea with great speed. You are the actual maintainer of the entire universal creation and therefore you are the cause of all living entities. I offer my respectful obeisances unto you. Please pray. O Almighty Lord, O Almighty Lord, at the end of the millennium, this earth planet, which is the source of all kinds of herbs, and trees, was inundated by water. And drowned beneath the devastating waves. At that time, you protected me along with the earth and roamed the sea with great speed. O Anwar, you are the actual maintainer of the entire universal creation. And therefore, you are the cause of all living entities. Envious persons cannot appreciate how wonderfully the Lord creates, maintains, <coughs> and inhabits the universe. <coughs> but devotees of the Lord can understand this perfectly. Devotees can see how the Lord is acting behind the wonderful workings of the material nature. In Bhagavad Gita 9.10, the Lord says, <coughs> this material nature is working under my direction, O son of Kunti, and it is producing all moving and unmoving beings. By its rule, this manifestation is created and annihilated again and again. <coughs> all the wonderful transformations of nature are happening under the superintendence of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Envious persons cannot see this, but the devotee, even though very humble and even if uneducated, know that behind all the activities of nature is the supreme hand of the supreme being.
Lord Ram and Harvard Shahani, where Naradun is offering 
Jesu na Rishi. Hmm. So, uh, this is uh, where we are at. So, we are hearing about the Matsya Avatara in this section and the prayers are offered by Vaidasoda Manu. The interesting uh, thing is in this uh, special, uh, special, this was, there is mentioned for devastation and how uh, Matsya Avatara protected Vaidasoda Manu from the waters of devastation. Now, generally, there are four devastation uh, dimensions mentioned in the tenth and the fourth chapter. It is mentioned. The first one is Nemitika. <coughs> uh, so, Nemitika is at the end of the day of Brahma. That is devastation. So, when the Brahma, uh, Brahma's day, uh, how many yugas are there in the day of Brahma? One thousand yuga cycles. So there are one thousand yuga cycles in the day of Brahma. So after those one thousand yuga cycles are finished, at that time the devastation happens and Brahma goes to sleep and that is the same as the night of Lord Brahma. So so it's known as Kalpa. So one thousand is one thousand yuga cycles, then Brahma goes to sleep, devastation happens and that is night. So that is Nemitika at the end of the day of uh, Brahma. Then Prakutika, which is at the end of the life of Brahma. So at the end of 100 years of uh, Lord Brahma is finished, and that is Prakutika annihilation, second annihilation channels. And then it is mentioned there is Atantika annihilation, where one finishes off all the communications and goes back home back to God, and he, his body is finished. His simple activities, his karma. Cycle is finished, so it goes back home back to the Atantika annihilation. And then it is mentioned there is Satya annihilation, where continuously the body is deteriorating. Every day he knows me, Tadya, Kaumana, Mirabhan, Tadya, Andraka, Tadya, Tadya, So Kaumana, Mirabhan, Tadya, he continuously going through different, different bodies. Our current body is dying and we are accepting new bodies all the time. So there is something in Nitya. But in those four annihilations, there is no more mention about. The annihilation which happens this time, which the Vaidhus of Manu is speaking about. So, in the 10.4, 10th and 4th chapter, sorry, 12th and 4th chapter, mentioned about this four annihilation, but does not mention about this annihilation, which is in the middle of the day of Brahma. So, the interesting point here is <coughs> how many months are there in the day of Brahma? 40. So, and Short, the draft, 
Parishish Maharaj had also heard about Matsesori's asking Sudha Goswami, you have already explained me one of your pastimes who is born, but now there is another pastime, Matsayavdara, who is born in a lower species. So why did you not ex- accept such a lower species? Hmm? So this was the uh, first thing. But he said, it is still Adbhut Karmana. Hmm? So Adbhut Karmana means, it is wondrous activities, these activities are wonderful. Hmm? But please explain me why Adbhut Karmana and the second thing is Maya Matsay. So why did Lord appear hmm, in his, this Matsay form which is illusory? It looks like a lower species, but what is the need for this? Lower species. Hmm. So, and then the second uh, verse he mentioned, but please tell me because this Uttama Sloka Charitra is Sarvaloka Sutta Vayana. So, anyone hearing about this uh, Lord's pastimes, hmm, Uttama Sloka Charitra, hmm, this Sukham, hmm, it gives happiness. So, please tell me, narrate the pastime, why did Lord appear in this lower species of uh, fish, like a fish? So, uh, Sudhir Goswami uh, explains this two pastimes. Hmm? So, the first pastime Sudhir Goswami explains is at the end of day of Brahma, when Brahma was in sleep, was about to uh, go to sleep, at that time the Vedas flew out of his mouth and there was a demon who appeared, who through his illusory yogi potency stole the Vedas. And then Lord had to appear because there was devastation for the water had already risen at that time. And there was uh, the entire universe was inundated in water. So there was no other form which would swim better than Matse. So Lord assumed that form of Matse and killed the demon everywhere and retrieved the Vedas and again uh, gave it to Lord Brahma. So this was the first time. And the second time, uh, uh, Sukhya Goswami mentions this in the middle of the day of Brahma, hmm, just after the Chakshusamanantara, the Chakshusamanantara was about to end. At that time, uh, King Satya Brata was a very religious king, who was a devotee of the Lord. Hmm. So, <coughs> it is mentioned uh, that time is not really a time of devastation, but Lord wanted to enact the past time. So, uh, Lord Brahma had usually, so now this is seventh month, so it is right in the middle, afternoon time. Usually it is mentioned CSR. Anyone has heard about CSR? Yeah. Hmm. Afternoon nap. Hmm. So it's time for uh, afternoon nap. In many countries like in Japan, they are like implementing this because uh, there is uh, people are dying of uh, what was the Karosi, right? Uh, so it's, there is a term which uh, they have given, and the only Maharaj has shown us a video uh, in one of the retreats where uh, people are dying because of overworking, and they have termed that as Hiroshi. Mm-hmm. Uh, they work about, uh, sometimes they were shown like 20 hours a day, they work. Mm-hmm. So, and then that within like 10 years, they basically die because of that fatigue, uh, kind of hard labor. So they are making this CSR uh, compulsory for everyone. So in a day, like you get one hour break where you have to go, there are cells made for employees where you go and sleep in there. Uh, <coughs> so that you can work more and better and longer. So that, was, that is the point. They are not concerned about the people, but they are more concerned about uh, 
they are both being done by the way. Hmm. Uh, so, here we see in the middle of uh, Day of Brahma, when six months, Chakshutamanu is about to finish, at that time, Lord Brahma is still sleepy. Hmm. Uh, CSR. <coughs> but, uh, this scene, Satyabrata, when he is gone for his uh, afternoon uh, bathing, and is often waters in the Ganges, and there is a small fish which appears in the palm. And Mahasatavata just puts that fish back into the water. And it is mentioned that fish speaks and tells Mahasatavata, O oh Maharaj, you are so merciful, you are the protector of this kingdom. If you put me back into the water, then the big fish is the aquatics will kill me. So please give me a suitable place. So Maharaj Satyavrata was a bit astonished, a bit, uh, uh, because it's unusual for fish to speak like this. But anyways, since the fish had requested him, he took the fish and put it, put her into a jug. And within a day, that fish grew into bigger fish, that jug was not sufficient for the fish. So again Maharaj Satyavrata put him, put the fish into a pond. And then within a day, the pond was also not sufficient. And then Mahasatya put the fish into a lake. And even the lake was not sufficient. And then Mahasatya put the fish into the ocean. And within the day, the fish grew so big that even the ocean was not sufficient. So it is mentioned how big was the fish in the mountains? How big was the Mahasatya? No, no, initially it was like the palm, but yeah, when Mashiach So, anyways, then Maharaj Sarkarata could understand hmm, uh, that this is not a normal fish hmm, because nobody can grow to such an extent within a day. So, he offered, You are definitely the incarnation of the Lord, so please reveal yourself. And Mashiach revealed himself as Lord Vishnu. So, Maharaj Sarkarata offers prayers. Interesting is, the prayers which Maharaj Satyavata offers then and the prayers which are mentioned here are very similar. When Maharaj Satyavata first offers prayers to Lord Nara and Vishnu and then saying that you are the uh, creator, maintainer and destroyer of the entire universe and then he's glorifying you are not the ordinary demigod, you are the uh, supreme personality of Godhead. Hmm? So these are the same prayers uh, Maharaj Satyavata is offering Maharaj and then Matsyavara told Mahat Satyavrata that in seven days this whole universe is going to be inundated in water. Now this is in the middle of the day of Brahma which usually never happens. But why did this happen? Because first of all uh, Mahat Satyavrata uh, is a devotee of Matsyavara and Lord Matsyavara wanted to show Mahat Satyavrata what a devastation can be. So by Mercy of Lord Mansur, he wanted to show this inundation, so this passage. And as it is mentioned in this uh, verse, that creation, maintenance and annihilation, it's, of course, there is prakritik, there is already defined timings, but again, Lord is independent. Anytime Lord can create, change those timings and display any of his past times. So, Lord is not bound by those timings. So, this is another point uh, which is coming out in this uh, section, in this 24th uh, chapter.
Well, I just point out this that in the middle of the day of Brahma, this person happened. Hmm. So, Matsyavatara uh, told Manak Satyavatara, you take all the herbs, uh, the plants, creepers, seeds, and then there will be a boat which will appear. You boat that boat, and uh, I will appear as my Matsyavatara, and Vasuki will become the road, and we will take, I'll take you out of this devastating water. And exactly, Manak Satyavatara went and uh, sat on the bank of the Ganges and uh, the rain started pouring and the ocean started flooding and then the golden boat appeared. So Mahasarvata went and boarded this boat along with the Brahmanas, sages, Sattarishis and uh, along with all the plants, sleepers and seeds. And it is mentioned this fish was 8 million miles long. So I was Bit surprised, but again, this is Lord. Anything that Lord uh, manifests, it's not ordinary. And as Parishit Maharaj saying, Adbhuta Karma, that is why Parishit Maharaj is saying, tell me about this Adbhuta Karma, my answer. So, this is not ordinary question. And I was saying, what is the biggest fish we have to live? It is 40 feet. Sorry? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, 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 it was mentioned uh, uh, sharp well, kind of called blue well as well. Mm-hmm. So that is 40, 40, 41 feet long. So that's a maximum uh, size of the fish these days. But here I was looking at uh, this big fish uh, up here, which is 8 million miles long. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh then boarded this fish. So, uh, so there are two avatars which happen. So the first avatar happens at the beginning of Swayamuman and restores the Vedas and second Matsya avatar happens after the Chakshusaman Manandara, Sikh Manandara and beginning of Vaivasata and Vaivasata Manandara, Vaivasata Manandara is born as the son of Sun God. So he appears in the, as a seventh Manandara. So, We hear uh, about this two uh, manifestations of Matsyata. Again, it is mentioned that there are destruction which happens. As we mentioned uh, four annihilation, there are another destructions which are mentioned in the third and ten chapter. And so there are three kinds of destructions. And the first kind of destruction is uh, mentioned as uh, Kala by the time, progression of time, which is again uh, coming to this fourth destruction. As the time progresses, the day of Brahma finishes, there is destruction. And at the end of uh, the life of Brahma, there is destruction. But the second kind of destruction is Dravya. Dravya is again uh, end of the day of Brahma. Mm-hmm. So when everything gets inundated into water. And the third one is uh, the Guna. Mm-hmm. So Kala, Dravya, and Guna. And this Guna is basically by the reactions of one's karmic activities. And so at that time, the destruction happens. Depending on how one leaves his body, how one uh, leaves his life, mm-hmm. so there is a destruction which comes at the end of his life. Mm-hmm. So the interesting, uh, there was an interesting pastime uh, since we are hearing the prayers of uh, different residents. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a real life story which I heard uh, about a cashier in the state bank of India in Ahmedabad. 
So in Ahmedabad there is a cashier. Uh, he was about 46 few years ago. He was 46 years old. So, so uh, this cashier uh, Ramchandra Rao, hmm? and it is mentioned that is one of the uh, in Ahmedabad this bank, State Bank of India, uh, is one of the big banks, and there are like many counters, hmm? uh, cashier counters, but about six counters are there. But there is always a queue where Ramchandra Rao is sitting. Some, he sits on different different counters. So uh, there is always a queue where he is sitting. But the rest of the counters are empty. And sometimes the manager comes out and tells him, why don't you go to the other counter to people who are standing in the queue. Here also we see that. So the manager comes out, but they say, no, no, we want to deal with Ramchandra Rao only. We don't want to deal with anyone else. So this uh, manager, was a bit surprised why is everyone standing in the So one time he just thought, let me interview a few people. What is it in Ramchandra that other is not like a handsome looking or something or anything great about him, his personality? So why does people only want to go to? So he interviewed one of the businessmen uh, who was standing in the queue. Why only this person? Why not other? It will be quicker. But the businessman said, whenever I deal with Ramchandra I don't know. When I take money or put money into the account, it grows. I make good uh, business. That way my business is double. Whereas when I go to other counters, my business does not grow so well. So I always like to deal with him. So man said, okay. And then he went to the old man. Why is he in the queue? Just go in the front of the other counter. And the old man said, I like his personality. Whatever he does, I don't mind saying, I don't mind calling this. So I'll send the queue. So he said, okay. And then he went to one of the contractors and said, why don't you go to the other queue? And the contractor said, I stand because whenever I give money or check, deposit the check, that day my contract gets approved. For some reason, when I go to some other contract and deposit the check, my contract gets rejected. So I don't know. That's something, that's why I just always go to this person. So okay. And then he went to another person. Uh, uh, who was a businessman who was travelling uh, many, many places. And he said, I dealt with many of the banks and bankers hmm, around the country, but when I dealt with him, like twice I took withdraw money from him, and when I went overseas and lost my money, I got it back. Hmm. So I now always deal with him only. And so twice I lost my money back, and I got it back. Hmm. So I always deal with him. And then there was another person, he said that I was a drunkard. For many years I was having this illicit, uh, all the, I was uh, performing all this uh, illicit activities. I was drinking, smoking. But one day I went to Ramchandra and withdrew money for gambling. And when he gave me that money, I did not feel like uh, drinking or gambling. And I deposited back into the account. From that day onwards, I never drank. The manager now becomes a little bit, what is going on here? Like he must be having some magic or something. And then he turned one more uh, lady who was standing in the queue. And she said, I once ha I had a boyfriend and I was going to run away with my boyfriend and I was going to withdraw everything that was in my husband and my own account. So I came to Ramchandra, Rao and asked, gave him a check to withdraw all the amount. When he gave me the money, I did not feel like doing this and I deposited the money back and I went back to my husband.
person and left my boyfriend. So now this manager was really weird. What is this? So he called Ramchandra Rao to his home uh, and he said, uh, What is it that? And of course, Ramchandra Rao knew what it was. So he said, No, 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 don't worry. I don't have any yogic powers or I'm not magician or anything. But my mother had always taught me one thing. See, every time we, uh, like, uh, you do any of the activities, you should say, Bhagavan Bhagavan Bhalu Kare. What does that mean? God bless you. So every time, whenever a person comes, I greet him with, Bhagavan Bhagavan Bhalu Kare. God bless you. So he comes, whenever a person comes to my counter, I tell him, God bless you. Whenever he gives me cash or check, I tell him second time, God bless you. And whenever I give him a receipt, I tell him three times, third time, God bless you. So three times I tell him, God bless you. And hearing that somehow, their life changes. So the point here is mentioned and then uh, this manager understood that it was a prayer, a mood of prayer with which this Ramchandra Rao was treating the customers which changed their lives. So, uh, interesting point uh, and I really thought this was amazing and it's a real life story. Uh, so, uh, it's interesting how the power of the prayer is so potent that if someone prays with a good heart, even though that person might not be a great devotee, but the prayer itself has got a potency to change the life of a person. And we are hearing this, this prayer is uh, extraordinary actually, all these prayers, when we go through them, uh, they are having that, uh, they glorify, first of all, they glorify the Lord. The second thing is, they are showing us the, uh, what we should be doing, hmm? how we should approach the Lord. Hmm? And then, uh, I was uh, reading, uh, I was seeing one of the classes, it was mentioned there are three kinds of prayers. First kind of prayer is Sampadmika prayers. So Sampadmika prayers is where you are offering Pratna, you are offering the heartfelt prayers. And then there is Daini Bodhika prayers, where you uh, express your Daini, uh, where you express your fallen condition. And then there are Lalasamani prayers. So Lalasamani prayers are the prayers where you ask the Lord for benedictions. So these are the three kinds of prayers and when these prayers are offered, they have the potency to give you results. And of course the Lord, when you offer prayers to the Lord, there is always a resolution from the Lord. So uh, these are the, some of the interesting points uh, which uh, came up into this section. So is there, are there any questions, comments? That's an interesting possibility about sometimes. So I was hearing uh, one of the Maharajas mentioning this pastime of uh, from Ramchandra Manas. And in, in that it was mentioned uh, there was a king named Sukanta. And this king uh, was going to temple and he was a disciple of Narayana. So when this king was going to temple, Narayana appeared in front of him and Sukanta Maharaj was really happy. He thought, uh, oh, my Gurudev has appeared out of nowhere, like this is Masya from Gurudev. So, <coughs> uh, Narayana told him, 
he had told me uh, this that all the sages have to be offered obeisances. But now he said, but there is one sage hmm, whose name is Vishwamitra. Don't offer him obeisances. And Sukhanta Maharaj was surprised. Why is my guru asking me not to offer obeisances to Vishwamitra? So he asked, like, why is that? He said, Vishwamitra is a Kshatriya and you are a Kshatriya. So Kshatriya, Kshatriya don't offer obeisances. It's like a degrading position there. Hmm? Vishwamitra should not be offered obeisances. And Sukhanta Maharaj said, okay, as my guru said, I'll follow the instruction of my guru. Hmm? Not uh, break the third, third principle. Hmm? So he said, okay. He went there to the temple. He offered obeisances to everyone except for Vishwamitra. And uh, of course, then left from there. Vishwamitra saw Maharaj Sukhanta came and offered obeisances to everyone properly. And he did not, he just ignored me. And that was like sufficient for Vishwamitra to get angry. So he went to Lord Ram. So when he went to the palace of Lord Ram, Lord Ram was resting and Lakshman was outside the palace garden so that nobody could disturb Lord Ram's sleep. So when Vishwamitra came, he shouted, where is Ram? And uh, Lakshman said, my brother is sleeping, so whatever it is, you can tell me. He said, because Lord Ram is sleeping, that's why these things are happening in your kingdom. This is not a time for sleep. And Lord Ram heard this and he ran outside. Paid his obeisances to Vishwamitra. Of course, it is. Vishwamitra is the guru of Lord Ram. So he paid his obeisances to Vishwamitra and said, what is the thing I can help you with? And Vishwamitra said, there is a king, Sukhanta, who is uh, not suitable to become a king because he offended me. He, paid obes- he did not pay obeisances to me. Hmm. Uh, and uh, Lord Ram said, uh, whatever you say, uh, Gurudev, I'll just make sure that the uh, head which does not go down to sage like you should be cut down. Hmm. I'll, by tomorrow evening, I'll cut down the head of Maharaj Sulanda. And the news went to Maharaj Sulanda that Lord Ram is preparing for his army to come and attack him and is going to kill him. And now Maharaj was devastated. If Lord Ram wants to kill him, who can save him? So he started crying and started searching for Naradhuni. Where is Naradhuni, my Gurudev? <laughs> of course, Naradhuni can only appear by his own will. He travels all over the world. So he did not know where he is. So he started crying. And at that moment, Naradhuni appeared. And Maharaj said, See what you have done. Uh, I followed your orders and now Lord Ram is coming to kill me. And Naradhu said, Don't worry, everyone has to die one day. But Sudhana said, But Lord Ram is going to kill me. And said, It's good, even better. Lord Ram is going to get liberation. But Sudhana said, I don't want to die so young. Please do something and save me. And at that moment, Naradhu said, I don't have a power to save you from Lord Ram. The only person who will save you is you go to that hill where uh, Mother Anjani is performing tapasya. So be outside the cave, you sit and cry. Hmm? Whatever you are doing here, do it there. Hmm? Something might happen. But don't tell them that Lord Ram is planning to kill you. Hmm? Tell everything else but Lord Ram. And Sukhanta Maharaj said, okay, I'll go there. So Sukhanta Maharaj went to the mountain outside the table set and started crying and Anjini Mata came out and said what happened and he said Vishwamitra is making plans to get me killed so you are my only shelter otherwise I will die so Anjini Mata said don't worry you go into the cave I will 
guide outside, Vishwamitra will not attack me, not pass me. And Sunan Maharaj went into the cave. At that moment, uh, Lord Hanuman came in the evening, and Anji Mata said, Whatever happens, you have to save Maharaj Sunanda. Vishwamitra is making plans to kill Maharaj Sunanda, and we have to protect him. And Anji, uh, uh, Lord Hanuman said, I'm taking uh, a vow. Uh, I'm taking a vow that uh, uh, I swear upon the lotus feet of my Mr. Lord Ram that I will protect him, whatever he <laughs> So then Sudanta Maharaj came outside and uh, Hanuman, Lord Hanuman asked Sudanta Maharaj, what is the whole story? Please tell me. And then Sudanta Maharaj said, Lord Ram also. <laughs> <laughs> so at that moment, Lord Ramon said, Now I'm already in a problem. Like I already promised my mother that I take a vow on the lotus feet of my sister, Lord Ram, that I'll protect you. Now the only person who can protect you is Lord Ram. So immediately Hanuman goes to Lord Ram and tells, Please give up now. Lord Ram is preparing the army and marching towards uh, Sudanta Maharaj's kingdom. At that moment, Lord Hanuman comes and prays, offers obeisance to Lord Ram, prays to Lord Ram, please give up this idea. And Lord Ram said, No, I have promised my guru that by tomorrow night, Sudanta Maharaj has to finish, has to die. So Lord Ram said, I have promised, uh, taken a vow on your brother's feet that I will protect him. Lord Ram said, Nothing good, I am going to kill him. So again, Hanuman ji, he goes back to Sudan Maharaj and says, let's get out from here, let's get out from the kingdom, go into the forest. Hmm? So, Sudan Maharaj said, where are you going, where are you going to take shelter from? He said, you have taken away my shelter, how can I give you shelter? <laughs> the only way I can do it is, I can make you run as fast as possible. Hmm? But then, as soon as they were running, Anuman could understand that they couldn't go far, because they cannot run from Lord Ram. So, what did Lord Ram, uh, Anuman do? Stand in the forest and started Kirtan, uh, 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 loud Kirtan of Lord Ram in the middle of the forest. And uh, here uh, uh, Lord Ram's army comes to Sukanta's kingdom. And at that moment they see that Sukanta has left. So they ask, Where is Mahara Sukanta? And the residents said, One monkey came, he took Sukanta Maharaj and left. And Lord Ram could understand that monkey is none other than. Hanuman. So he told Lakshman, can you go and find Hanuman, where he is? And Lakshman said, I cannot uh, catch up with Hanuman. You and Hanuman know each other very well. So you only find Hanuman. Hmm? So at that point, Lord Ram said, okay, do one thing. Wherever there is a loud kirtan, noise coming, Hanuman should be there. So they came to this forest where Lord Hanuman was chanting loudly. Now it's interesting point, it was mentioned there. When Hanuman was chanting loudly, he was, he went into ecstasy and he was crying in ecstasy. At the same time, Sudanta Maharaj was crying in fear. In Hindi it was mentioned, uh, Hanumanji was crying in bhava and Sudanta Maharaj was crying in bhaya. So there was a contradiction. But anyways, this was when Lord Ram came. And Lord Ram, when he saw Sudanta Maharaj, he started shooting arrows. But the name, holy name of the Lord was so powerful that the arrows couldn't pass Lord Hanuman. Because he was chanting the names of Lord Ram. So the arrows of Lord Ram couldn't pass.
Lord Ram. But at that moment, Lord Ram became tired now. At that point, Lakshman saw that my brother is getting tired. The only way to stop Hanuman from chanting or kill Sukhanda is stop Hanuman from chanting. So he shot an arrow to Hanuman. So as soon as Lord, sorry, as soon as Lakshman shot arrow to Lord Hanuman, he pierced the heart of Hanumanji. And at that moment, as soon as he pierced the heart of Hanumanji, Lord Ram fell down. Because who is sitting in the, in the heart of Hanumanji? Lord Ram. So he fainted and Lakshman said, whatever I done. So somehow he brought Lord, uh, sorry, Lord Ram to consciousness and Lord Ram went and beat because uh, Hanumanji's heart was bleeding. So Lord Ram was putting the hand on the heart of Hanuman and other hand on the head of So he was like putting hand on the heart of Hanuman and then putting hand on the uh, head of Hanumanji. So Lord Ram was like passing like this to bring Hanuman uh, back in concert. He was still singing. And Lord Ram couldn't see the blood of Hanumanji. So Lord Ram closed his eyes and he was putting his hand on the heart and the head. He was walking his hands like this. And one, at one point when Hanumanji saw that Lord, I, Lord Ram's eyes are closed, he brought Sukhanda and put him on his lap and then pushed him ahead and went behind. At that point, Lord Ram kept hand on the head of Sukhanda and immediately opened eyes. What is, who is this? And because Sukhanda and Lord Hanuman said, now you cannot kill him. You have put your hand on the head of this person. How can you kill the person who you are? put a hand on. So, at that moment, it is mentioned, Vishwamitra appears there as well. And Hanuman said, your only now last chance is go and collect the feet of Vishwamitra whom you have offended. And Sukhanta Maharaj ran and paid obeisance to Vishwamitra and Vishwamitra said, okay, this is enough. Lord Ram, please forgive him. There is no need to kill him now. So at that point, Vishwamitra said, why did you do that? Why did you not offer me obeisances before? And now you are offering them. With whom did you associate that you got this cool day? You must have associated with some uh, non-devotee. And immediately Narayani appears there. And said, sorry, it was my mistake. I only instructed him to do this. And Vishwamitra said, why did you instruct like this? You should be punished. He said, no, everyone is asking me the difference between Lord and Lord's holy names. And just to show this pastime, just to show that Lord's holy name is more powerful than the Lord, I have to do this. So, this is this pastime shows how the holy name of the Lord is more powerful than Lord himself. So, okay, we'll stop here. And comments, corrections. Questions? 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 Questions?